This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. Last week on the FBI basement. A missing data tape. A spirit journey. A British man who's had about enough of cancer man's shit. And a Mexican standoff. <laughs> and now, the thrilling conclusion. What's up, truth seekers? Welcome to the FBI basement, the podcast where we watch and review every last episode of the hit 90s TV series, The X-Files, and um, uh, we serve it to you in bite-sized audio form. We're doing audio sliders, aren't we? That's what we're calling this. Audio sliders, right. That's right. Um, uh, You can get like a whole sack of like, you know, 20 of them for like 10 bucks. It's great. You can get them at Crystal now for like a sack and two fry and two drink for like twelve ninety nine. Does it have the big red soda? No, it's Crystal. Okay. So you got cheer wine there. Yeah, it's hill. Yeah, it's hillbilly White Castle. Man, I, I thought White Castle was hillbilly White Castle. No, no, because there are no White Castles on this side of the Appalachian. I am Todd, and I am uh cursed for all time to be your host uh, by the scrolls. I am joined by my usual panel of conspiracy nuts, uh, dissidents, and um, uh, maybe members of the Bilderberg group here. I think that some of you may be a little... Okay, can we not do that? Because every time I hear anyone say Bilderberg group, I I know what they really mean. We I guess are I'll take joined- my old head off. Bilderberg? <laughs> yes. We are joined today by the by my wife, the author, Deep Delver, the the, the historian of this uh podcast. Oh, it 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 gonna get good. And alongside us today, as usual, is uh the artist. Uh the artist formerly known as Marissa. Professional frightener. Uh, drawer Sweet lover, of me, drawer of me in ver as ver in different um uh in, in different forms. Pickle Todd. Pickle Todd. Yes. It's artiste. Artiste. I, I make artisanal images on paper. She is the oddite delight, Marissa. Hi. <laughs> Are you? Are no. you? Not Aww. yet. I can't wait to cough in the dead middle of someone's like conversation. All right, and finally, the our producer and the uh, Svengali of the Medicinal Mass Network. He is the man who will guide you to tantric orgasmic power. Ah! Valentine. <laughs> How you doing? I hope everyone liked my Edna Krabappel laugh there. Um. <laughs> All right. ah! Now, um, uh, we are today on the program. We're, of course, rounding out the third part of the trilogy that begins, that ends season two, begins season three. We still haven't done our recap. And eh, fuck it. We'll do it when we get some, we'll do it when we get some whiskey up in here. Okay, so there's a bottle of Kraken and Pucker. The bottle of crack? Yes. Kraken. There is a bottle of Kraken untouched, and there is also, like, I would say three-fourths of a bottle of apple pucker in the trunk of our car. Okay, then. 
Drink it. But uh, tonight we're still sober because this is serious business here. Uh, Serious business. This is called, this episode is called Paperclip. It originally aired on September 29th, 1995. Written by Chris Carter and directed by Rob Berriman. It is the second episode of the third season. Eh, and not a bad episode. I I don't know. It, I feel like it's the Empire Strikes Back of this season, of this this trilogy here, largely because something blows up. And it's my rating, son. Ba-ba-ba-ba. That's right. This one was uh, <laughs> the, 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 these ratings went through the roof on this one. What? No, no one is no. Okay, that that didn't that fell. Sorry. <laughs> There is uh I'm gonna keep doing that too when I, I do a bad joke is I'm just gonna do the bang, bang, bang. like I'm I'm worth some shit. I don't know. All right. Uh before we get to the recap, I would like to remind everybody that uh this uh podcast comes to you via the medicinal master mass network. Every episode is free at the point of sale. You, you, you pay nothing to listen to us. We do this because we're having a pretty good time doing it. But if you also, there's really nothing on Sunday night. If you, I mean, don't tell them we're recording on Sunday. You're giving away the deal. (laughs) I mean, there's just no more doubt in Abby. We are uh, doing this for free, but if you like what you hear and you want to hear more of uh, us, do more of this stuff and keep a more consistent schedule and have a, more fun, more fun uh, podcast projects that we can give you, we can deliver to you. You can go to the F, the uh, patreon.com slash FBI basement, or you can find our Patreon link from the medicinal mass website. Or it will also be in the show notes, right. which if all you do is just swipe up, if you're on Apple, I don't know what it looks like on Android. So you swipe up, you swipe, swipe up. up. You don't just like, you don't just like touch the, okay, that's fine. Depends on what app you're using, but if you're yeah. in, uh, yeah, the go- I use the Google. Just just go to the show notes and make us happy. Yeah, yeah. You go visit the go visit us and you can donate uh, a monthly sum as little as one dollar. We appreciate a dollar, and uh, that will get you access to uh, special bonus episodes, uh, outtakes, and clips. The fart reel. Uh, There's a fart reel, right? Drunken karaoke of me singing songs from Avenue Q. Uh, and the uh, some special art that Marissa, she's going to just draw us all as food now. <laughs> a potato, apparently. We've decided I'm some manner of potato. I don't know why. She draws all as Elon Musk smoking a joint. <laughs> oh, fuck that guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited that he made someone mad, so she turned him over to the SEC. That just makes me happy. <laughs> he's, he's a fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> bro don't 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 end your relationships badly bro that's that's all i got anyway okay so uh, anyway head on over check it out you can also get access to our discord which uh there are fun people that show up in the discord chat and uh occasionally we post some seriously dank memes up in there in fact i think we're going to make a new channel for Dank memes. Uh, yeah, probably. It can be done. I'll have to make room in between arts and farts. Right. <laughs> all arts are farts. Wait, no, all farts are arts. Arts. I should. But 
I should probably also start uh, putting the tea public stuff that I've made in there, but none of it is a uh, basement appropriate. I don't know. I I don't know. I I just figured out how to make vector graphics, so I'm pretty excited. I might actually start putting them on my my store. Wait, how do you do that? <laughs> Voodoo. All right, time to get started on this episode, folks. We pick up right where we left off in Anasazi with uh, Scully and Dadfren pointing guns at each other. The the door to the apartment swings open and in walks Fox Mulder. Like, this is the worst version of Finnegan's Wake, and I am including James James Joyce's, like, 150-page short story about life, death, and resurrection based on a uh, folk song. Thunder and Jesus, you thought I was dead. Yeah, Scully looks like she's about to have an aneurysm and almost forgets to point the gun back at Walt. Which would have been perfect for him to have just shot them and then the series is over and then it becomes a buddy romance between Krychek and Skinner just just like in that fanfic I wrote that wasn't I need to go pray now. Uh, Skinner finally decides to keep the coolest head because you know he doesn't have hair to Warmth on there, and he well. He's also gun. Dean and Sam's grandfather, so he has to yeah. be like the smart one. And uh, Mulder wants the digit wants the digital tape that um uh, that Skinner has because it has the information, if you remember, about uh the the abduction program and everything on it. Okay, so and, uh, some really great cuts off of Judas Priest's uh, seminal work, British Steel. Okay, so it's not, like, one of those tapes that you would have traded in, like, the 90s from going to, like, a fish concert or The Grateful Dead. No, 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 no. Priest. Priest. Not, it, so it's not Pearl Jam or... So it's the live cut of Breaking the Law. For God's sakes, honey, nobody is killing each other over a fish bootleg. Oh, fuck you, someone is. But really not very good at it because anyone who listens to fish is pretty high already, and it's just, like... Gonna throw these jiggies boves at you. The end. I don't know. We have people who, who might know something. Marissa, Valentine, would you kill someone over a fish bootleg? No. Would you kill someone over fish food by Ben and Jerry, though? Nope. Okay, fine. <laughs> God okay, damn it. Uh, Skinner says, no, we gotta hold on to this thing because it's pretty much our only leverage. He's like, slow down, motherfuckers. I got a plan. <laughs> now, this episode started with the um, the the Native American dude talking. Oh, He's right. Talking about it, the Gila monster and how the buffalo turned white. Yeah. Did did we miss the great? Oh, did, did we miss a story from Grandpa Albert? Right. Well, <laughs> and no, no, it starts with that, but it goes to the it starts. Yeah. With that, but yeah. Then, and then do I... do we need to talk about the the white buffalo elephant racist in the room? Uh, I think we had enough of that talk during okay, Blessing Way. And and Anasazi. Okay, so since Blessing Way, I have learned a few things. Apparently, uh, this weird hard on that Chris Carter has for the Navajo, um, and the scene that I was really snotty about, where it's like they're about to sing Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, came from a ceremony that he did uh, after the passing of his father to try to actually get over the death of his father who had died uh, 
during seri- while he was working on season one of the X-Files. So he was actually trying to do this to kind of get past it. That being said, I kind of feel like the air quote Navajo did the ceremony probably just gave him a lot of drugs. And he's like, is this going to work? And they're like, sure, fine. 100, 200, three. You have a network show. Mm-hmm. They renewed it for how many more seasons? The spirits need about 500 more dollars. That's what I kind of feel like here, but. Uh, yeah. And uh, this, uh, that does sort of continue into this because there's a short voiceover about uh, another tribe that had a, that had a, uh, a birth of a white Buffalo. But since, you know, the Navajo aren't in any kind of Buffalo country, I guess. No, I, and no, I do remember this though. This is, a, this is actually a true thing though. Yeah, is but, that there was the birth of a white buffalo and people were really excited, not just native folk, white people, because albinoism, anything that's fucking weird, we as people have to go gawk at it. That's why I put you on a corner and charge a nickel for people to stare at your face, Todd. Nickel a gander. Yep. Right. The, uh, and then he that, yells, that, am I not a man? Begin, and that begins uh things off and then we go into then after the th- the thing we go into the stand uh, resume the standoff and then we go back into R. Kelly's trapped in the closet um can we do that as well now the agents visit the lone gunman because it's been a while since we've seen these dorks right mm-hmm. uh, it's been like an episode maybe they weren't in the last one were they they weren't in blessing way Right, this is where Frohickey says that he's really sad to see Mulder is alive because he wanted the video collection, which means Frohickey and Mulder are masturbating together. Frohickey, first off, Mulder's <laughs> back to back. Like, I, I guess back to back because if you don't see it, it's not gay, but they're into the same porn. And we're about to learn that Mulder's in some really fucked up <laughs> shit. <laughs> We got an episode, we got like two episodes before that, but we're about to learn Mulder's into some real fucked up shit. All right. They have, a, Mulder has a photo in tow that shows, uh, that shows uh, Fox's father, Bill Mulder, the smoking man, Deep Throat, and other recognizable members of the syndicate. <gasps> also amongst the gathering is Victor Klimper, who is recognized by the gunman as a Nazi scientist who was brought to the United States under Operation Paperclip, where most Nazi scientists were given kind of a pass on whatever crimes against humanity they committed in order to help us beat the Russians to the moon. Uh, yeah, basically. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're talking about Operation Paperclip, yep. TLDR, basically, yeah, it kind of always... Uh, it always kind of makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable uh, to a level because there's like uh, Huntsville, Alabama, which is, you know, the center of the uh, rocket program. It's where the Saturn V uh, and all the rockets that we use to get to the moon uh, were developed. It has an arena that is the Vana Von Braun arena. And, and he was pretty comfortably a, a Nazi. He was pretty okay with being a Nazi. Um, he kind of enjoyed it. Lots of them did. Uh, unfortunately, Frohickey also has some bad news for Scully, as uh, Frohickey is the one that informs, 
that uh, Melissa has been shot. And Scully wants to run right to the hospital. Mulder says, no, that's the first place they'll look at for you. Okay, so what we should note in defense of ourselves, we didn't get the the guys who really were going to be tried for war crimes. Uh, these were people who didn't directly gas anyone. Uh, they're still fucking Nazis. Let's just leave it at that and move on. And oh no, you're right, Melissa has been shot. Right, remember that thread <laughs> from the last one? No. I don't remember it. I don't remember dinner. We had Peter. Oh, that's right. The syndicate uh, is meeting in their little uh, social club. Oh, my God. It's like billows and billows of smoke there. And none of it's the fun type of smoke. You How know? bad do you think that room smells? Like, Mulder always smells bad. I feel like Mulder's apartment smells like feet. Like, you know, dead feet. But that room, like, steals cigarette smoke. And just B.O. And, like... Stale whiskey. Those are like the three worst smells in the world, and that's what I think rich men smell like. At Melissa Scully's uh, assault is not sitting well with the with the syndicate, and there is pressure more than ever on the uh, uh, on uh, the cigarette smoking men to deliver the tape and pictures of Spider Man. <gasps> Wait, just the death tape. You know there's someone, though, in the syndicate who's demanding pictures of Spider-Man. The smoking man sits back and says, hey, chill, I got this. He, he, he really gets to, he's really like spends most of this episode just trying to, to <laughs> trying to, to, to chill these old guys out. He is spending this entire episode on the verge of tears or screaming at everybody. And then we join uh, Victor Klimper in a greenhouse where Mulder and Scully go to uh, ask his Nazi ass some questions. And you know, by the way, I I want to point out, yeah, of course, the guy is, you know, splicing together lilies, if that's not, you know, hammering the point home together as much. Well, and also keep in mind that the ideas of modern genetics and what was basically the idea of euthanasia is actually based on, like, 16th century theory of, like, oh, well, if you crossbreed this and that, and it's most prevalent in flowers. Um, euthanasia but you, or eugenics? You, did I say euthanasia? I meant to say eugenics. No, but that's the idea, is that, you know, you've got... Oh, Middleson was a composer, but you've got the monk who is like, oh, if we do this, then, you know, like, if we breed blue with red, we get purple flowers. That, that's kind of the whole notion of this, is that you can breed the master race by splicing genetics. This is one of the things that Mingala was doing. It's why he was, you know, he abducted people and did that like they kidnapped people off the street who were blonde haired and blue eyed that's why they had twins who were not necessarily jewish because they were this is one of the things that the nazis did now according to the joints jesus staff this is not something that we did that we didn't bring these fuckers over um during operation paperclip we certainly tried to turn all of them over first to the nuremberg trials and then ultimately they were the fodder of the Nazi hunters uh, that, you know, that's how they trained the Mossad and uh, Israel uh, in the early days. Or they could just be like Mengele, who lived to 93 in Brazil. And never got caught. Not saying that the boys of Brazil might be fact, but I'm also not saying that it isn't fact. 
You good? Why is the room purple? <laughs> She's getting high on history, folks. Now, when pressed upon the picture that Mulder found, remember the picture? Uh, there is a... He says that the picture was taken out front of the Strughold Mining Company in West Virginia. Woo! Woo! No. No, it isn't. Uh, he also provides them with a cryptic clue about Napier's constant. Was that 27828? Okay. It, it is also known as the Euler's constant, Napier's constant, but it's the choice of the symbol of E to have retained in it. Okay. Nobody cares. Uh, it is the number that is represented by lowercase d, which is a natural algorithm, unique number whose natural logarithm is equal to one. It is approximately equal to 2.71828, and it goes on forever. Why do I have a nosebleed? I was just going to say, I have to edit that. Ugh. <laughs> much math. I, you, should, you should. You need to put a trigger warning before we put that much So, okay, podcast. so when we edit this, can we just put up like a massive klaxon that says math, and then I'll, then we can have that definition? Then we come to the hospital where I'm... Uh, where Mama Scully is um, uh, sitting freaking by the, the bed, out. freaking out, yeah, you know, uh, by the bed of her daughter, and uh, she is upset because Melissa is the one who actually did take down the Christmas tree. But in comes uh, Albert Hosteen, uh, our Navajo friend from the previous two episodes, to sit and um, uh, pray over Melissa. Which, to be fair, Melissa, being all new agey and stuff, would be totally into having a real Navajo pray over. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I got nothing wrong here. It's like, if you would like, I can say a prayer. And it's like, yeah, you know what? She's the weird one. Go ahead. Will you just... Can you just do something very quickly for me, mystic, magical native man? Can you just ask her if she took down her Christmas tree? By the way, of course, Klimper did call um, uh, the well-manicured man as soon as Mulder and Scully were out of there and told him, yep, Mulder's still alive. Guten Tag, my good friend. Mr. Mulder came by. When they arrive at the mine, and this place is like this. It, it, I love the set they made for this. Yeah, you know, having been around a lot of mines in West Virginia, I've never seen one look like this. Those files would have gotten ruined in there. Yeah, it, it would have been full of water by this point. So I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, they'd be all moldy It was and never shit. intended to be a mine. Uh, Mulder and Scully arrive at the mining site and um, uh, it's dilapidated and it's got this huge sort of outdoor building. And it's got a massive industrial fan that is swinging lazily around in a circle. But the one thing that does seem to have power is the high-tech uh, stainless steel vault doors with digital keypads and locks. And that is where the vault dweller is. And this is how you start Fallout 76. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did they Of course. And uh, they use the numerical digits of Napier's constant, the first few doors, it unlocks one of them. And in they go. Meanwhile... Back in the uh, back in the uh, headquarters, Skinner has a meeting with Cancer Man, saying, "Hey, you might have a lead on that tape you after." And Cigarette Smoking Man is very into it. He gets, in fact, 
angry at it. It's like you, you either have it or you don't. And I'm not going to make a deal with. I don't make deals with anybody. He gets. This is the first time we've get we've seen. Yeah, this is. It's up. like you know he's been boiling under the surface with his anger, and then it's like fuck you. How's it? How's it? This guy has been sitting around being as cool as you like for the first two seasons of this show. Because all of this shit is going to pot, and it just like everything goes. And, to- and now we find out that he has to answer to other dudes. <laughs> He, and 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 it's sort it's, of like when you find out that your cool manager who's been riding your ass, it, it's like your manager has been like, not even your cool manager, like the asshole manager at work is just like, uh, you know, does like just pretends the world is awesome and doesn't have a shit care in the world, and you find out that he just has to report to other managers who basically think he's a fuck up, and it's kind of some nice little Schadenfreude. We want to see him hurt. I don't he, because he's yeah, Smokey Daddy. He very but... much threatens Skinner's life, and and this more or less concer- confirms Skinner's suspicion that yeah, this tape is some pretty hard leverage. It's it's nothing. It's fucking bullshit. Like ah, uh, but yes, if we just walk outside of our boxes and assume that it's real, yes, it is. Or for this intents and purposes, a majestic. Tw- I can't even say it in good faith, Todd. I'm sorry. Down in suspension the suspension of belief, or down in yeah. the uh, down in the uh, mine, they have massive rows and rows of filing cabinets. Um, uh, so when I was an intern, this was my nightmare, and they seem to be arranged by uh, r- arranged by year. Each cabinet, each each uh, file folder seems to contain medical records, uh, smallpox vaccination records, tissue samples. And after realizing that she they're followed filed by birth date, Mulder finds Scully's file and also that of her sister, his sister, uh, of his sister, yeah, not not of his sister. Scully's has uh, Scully's, in fact. Uh, they mentioned the the older ones had a glass um, uh, container for the thing, while the new one has the the softer plastic tissue sample box, right? Yeah. They find Scully's, and they find, and then Mulder runs back to the year his uh, sister was born, which makes no sense because Scully and his sister are the same age. And they're uh, no, they're shut up. He finds uh, Samantha's file and opens it up, finding the same stuff, but also noticing that n- noticing that under the label on the tab is Mulder's name. This was originally Mulder's file. What? Dun, dun, dun. Mulder was a girl. Yes. So this kind of gives some credence to the sleepaway camp theory that Mulder is in fact Samantha. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, go watch Sleepaway Camp because that shit's going to get fucked. And I don't want to describe this film because it's really fucking weird. Before the, before the shock of the, before the implications of this can set in, a, a, a noise is heard outside. Mulder rushes out to check. It's the ice cream truck. <laughs> it's the fucking ice cream truck, uh, right? It has to be the ice cream truck because, you know, a, suddenly a ton of little people are stampeding past. past That's what like, it's literally like ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. This is what you're yelling at me while we're watching the episode is it's like ice cream, ice cream. This thing that he's looking at looks like a flying parking garage. (laughs) I swear to God. (laughs) It's absolutely huge. 
But actually, I love the effect that they did with the light coming through the the, the warehouse walls. Yeah, yeah, when I, he was that still was inside. Pretty, that was a pretty cool, neat thing. Then, you know, it gets up to uh, the CGI, and it's still 90 CGI, so it's not that great. But again, as we've stated before, it just may very well be that we are watching a show... On HD that was never intended for broadcast. Yeah. yeah. But soon, the G-Men arrive. And uh, Scott, uh, they come in with they come in with loads of with, with shotguns and military precision, and they're about to like blow somebody's head off. I don't. I think they're pretty much a wet work, right? Yeah. Let's just assume these guys are are not here to apprehend. They are not here to talk and be pleasant. They are here to shoot you in the face. But uh, Mulder rushes back and be gay, Mulder gay rushes. AF, but Mulder. mostly to shoot you in the face. Mulder rushes back into the tunnel, finds Scully, and they make their way out through apparently a back door to the mine? Question mark? Why did he not have Scully come with him to see that? That's what I didn't understand. Why he had to run out and see uh, the spaceship by himself and how he knew it was out there. Was this him having a delusion? Um, I think there's a sizable argument to be made that Mulder is completely fucking crazy. Like, I think that would have been a more interesting twist on the show. But no, you have to now take the conspiracy all at face value. Because then, like, if he were even better, though, like, if it turns out that he is, like, completely crazy and he ends up convincing Scully. Like, in a weird Don Quixote sort of way, right? Like (laughs) K-Pax. Okay, so you're gonna find Mulder underneath the bed without his glasses just shaking. (laughs) Okay, so you go to K-Pax, I go to Don Quixote, which I think tells us everything that we need to know about each other. (laughs) Continue, Todd, if you are so inclined. The uh, Mulder Scully regroup with uh, Skinner at a uh, greasy spoon diner over a plate of Mammy's chili. This is the nicest restaurant in West Virginia. Don't you dare say something mean about it. We both know this is four-star dining in West Virginia. You and I lived in West Virginia for how many years? If it if it ain't Tudor's Biscuit World, it ain't four-star dining. That is true. It's Tudor Biscuit World, man. That That is a place that will give you a heart attack just by staring at it. <sighs> Skinner thinks that it wants to turn over the, dig- the digital tape in, a- in exchange for their reinstatement to the FBI and safety. Mulder is against this idea, but Scully puts her foot down. Mulder, we have lost our access. We have we are wanted criminals now. We're so far off the reservation. We can't find anything. We can't find our way back with a fucking periscope. Let's just let's just cut our losses. We have the truth. And um, uh, let's and she might as well say that she is very small. She doesn't have a lot of money, she's and she's under a tremendous she's amount of pressure. So, and we need to make that as a meme. I need to do that like right now. Yeah, and it's like yeah, Scully sort of uh, Scully does it. It makes a real impassioned plea that breaks through to Mulder, and really nails it home with the fact that she really needs to go to her sister. She really needs to be with her family. And I think Mulder having just lost his father can at least get that. No, no, 
No, no, completely <laughs> Asperger's. Okay. He is no Mulder cannot read anything. It is just like he is responding much like our dog responds to yelling. He is not responding to the words at all. He is responding to literally the sound of Scully's voice. Skinner goes to see Melissa in the hospital, and Albert is there and informs him of a mysterious blue-suited man who keeps peeking into the room. He's not from the insurance company. What's he doing there? Hit me. Skinner sees the guy and chases him to a stairwell where he is suddenly assaulted by guess who? Alex Krajak! And Louise Cardinal. With the one, do they have the one gun as well? With them at that point. <laughs> well, really, they're just laying a vicious beating. <laughs> Which is why they're laying a vicious beating, because they only have one gun and someone else is using it. <laughs> oh, my God. This is going to get bad, folks. Um, they beat the beans out of Skinner, which means, once again, Skinner has to sell for people that he can, you know, kill with his own butt cheeks. Well, you know, and I, you say that, but, like, Nick Lee is wiry, though. Like he, yeah, he's not big, but I bet he's got a lot of force behind those punches. Also, let's remember he is dealing with severe whiplash and back pain from the number of times David Duchovny hit him in the previous episode, and also he's about to nearly die they for take, real. They take the tape with, tape with the majestic files upon, on it and, and bolt out of there, happy with the you know ass whipping they've delivered. Later on. The, th- the the blue suited men Alex Krychek and Luis Cardinal are sat out front of a liquor store, and the two des- and and like the, the shittiest part of DC I've ever seen. In fact, I've never seen that part of DC, and I've seen some shitty parts of DC. The two decide they need a post beat down. Two of them decide they need a post beat down drink. And no, Alex- one of them decides that they need to go get a Coronetto, and like louise cardinal is like you know what i need a beer and crytrick's like really you fuckers really okay fine he's sitting in the car and um uh then he and you know trying to figure out what mixtape he wants to put in thinking of <laughs> trying to figure out how he trying to figure out if the number he's got for that hot blonde chick at the united nations is for reals like then uh he looks down to see the clock on the on the AM FM radio that apparently the syndicate they, they got from the syndicate motor pool <laughs> is blinking 12. It was at this moment, Alex knew he done fucked up. So this scene, this is the scene where Nicholas Lee nearly is murdered by the effects crew because so they could only do the shot once. Well, let me describe the shot first. <laughs> okay, go right? ahead. Okay. So he, barrels out of the car and starts running. Now, this is actually a rare trucking shot. Like, this, the camera is being pulled behind, uh, pulled uh, along, and Alex is running toward it. And the car goes up uh, in the huge Hollywood-style fireball explosion. They only had one chance to do this, right? They were going to let him blow yes. up a car and said, yeah, but you can, you have to do it in one single take. So they've rehearsed it like 20 times. So like you see that apprehension. It's like, we got to do it right. We got to do it right. We can only do it once. So he's really ready to go. And and he's running full speed. And I think he trips. Uh, No, (laughs) no, you are wrong, sir. He does not trip. 
What happens is the effects team puts too much explosive in that. And what he when he stumbles, it's because the force of the explosion knocks him over from the effects team. It's too big of a boom. It was too big of a boom. They did not prepare for it. So that is shock waves. Those are the shock waves going out. And he actually falls and is literally like, just because it's like a forced perspective thing, he is nearly burned to death by the explosion. So the fact that he is running that fast and then trips and keeps running is literally because they nearly murdered him. Nicholas Lee nearly died on set. Yes. Like the walking dead. Yeah, pretty much. Like they actually I, lost somebody on set there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you listen to Nick Lee talk about this, and it's like these are some of the best things that he's ever done in his career. It's like he fucking loves this show. He loved fucking working on this show, but it's like, yeah, and then I nearly died. Oh, and then there was this one time that, you know, Mitch Pelegi hit me so hard, and we'll get to it. Like, and like Terma. Mitch Pelegi hits him so hard that they literally have to do makeup because he sucker punches him so hard that like they bruise up the side of his face. Like he actually told it's like, don't do that, man. Don't 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 pull the punch. Why? Because it's not looking good on show shot. It's cool. You can hit me as hard as you want. Okay. Mulder and Scully go back to Klimper's greenhouse. And uh there and there is the well manicured man. Informing them of Klimper's untimely passing. He d- and he lays out pretty much the whole deal. That the during the Cold War, Mulder's father helped gather genetic data, post-apocalyptic identification. Data Klimper used to work on making alien-human hybrids. Nanu. When Mulder found out that the DNA collection he was working on was being used by Nazis for Nazi alien shit, he said he tried to put the kibosh on it, but to ensure his silence, they took Samantha. Did they take his sister then in like a helicopter that looked like a UFO or? You're going to find out that this is a fucking lie. This is literally just, it's like, it's a lie, but it's a lie. It, Val, you have not yet been, mur- you have yet to be hurt by the, this show. You have no idea what kind of pain they are about to bring to you. <laughs> Alex Krychek calls up the um, uh, syndicate headquarters and the uh, cigarette smoking man picks up. I'm surprised that he's answering the phone, but I'm guessing that, you know what, when you fuck shit up so badly. No, no, you're on phone duty. You're on phone duty. <laughs> you know what? No, you know what, Spindy? You know no, no, you're on. I, uh, I can't stop imagining that. Uh... The syndicate, like, they've only got one bathroom, you know, and they're all sharing. Well, they only have one bathroom. They only have one gun. There's only, like, one cell phone. First off, I believe nobody's recording the shit on that comes at the calls that come into that phone. But but because, basically, Krychek is telling him under no uncertain terms. Yeah, well, why is no one listening to that fucking call? Like, that He's doesn't... Telling, Krychek is basically telling him on no uncertain terms, like, hey, I got the tape. I'm going to disappear. You tried to kill me, so uh, so fuck you. And if you come after me, I'll make you famous. 
And he says it so calmly and so evenly. Like, you know, he's been practicing that since he like tripped over a train track and ran away. Uh, and, and the whole time. And he's and like, smoking man's going to be, Oh yes, that's great. Yeah. Come back here now. All right. That's great. No, oh, come here. Yes. Come yes, here, yes. Alec. Come here. Yes. Yes. I recorded your shows for you. Uh, yeah. <gasps> who's a good, who's Everybody. a good minion. Who's my favorite minion. Yes, you are Alex. Everybody. Yes, you are. <gasps> I love you so much. Because everybody in the, uh, the, the room is looking at him at this point. You know what it's kind of like? It's kind of like when Skinner had to like pretend that he was talking to his mom when Scully called to do the exact same thing. It's a nice parallel. I don't think it was. And uh, then he just says a bold-faced lie to every to everybody that the tape was destroyed by a car bomb that killed uh, Scully's would-be assassin. Let us all remember this because it's going to come up later in this season. It's going to get really fucking harsh later in the season with this. Up in um, uh, up at Mulder's mom's house, uh, Mulder decides to wake her up in the middle of the night because you like like you do. Good at it. Yeah. Just shake her awake. Just shake her. Like you know, it's he's up in Martha's Vineyard. Like because that's what you do. You drive to your mom's house to shake her awake to ask a question. About something she has. Did you choose me or Samantha? Did you choose me or Samantha? Did Dad make you choose? Did he ask you which one was your favorite? And this is gonna get so fucking complicated later. I know. I know. Let's just. I'm. I'm trying really hard to not do spoilers. So let's all enjoy (laughs) this right now. And the answer is yes. The answer is um uh, yes. It was uh. It was Mulder's dad that made the call to choose Samantha over Mulder. Because she couldn't choose. She couldn't choose between her children. Like a good parent? Like, this is the thing, is it's like, by the end of this series, the the only people I ever feel sorry for in this entire fucking show end up being Mrs. Mulder, who doesn't have a name until, like, season six. And like Margaret Scully, I feel bad for these women because they have to deal with the bullshit of being the parents of these two idiots who are bumbling through the conspiracy. Now, I feel bad for the women. I do. Now, here's where the episode's masterstroke is, in my opinion. Okay, we're back at FBI headquarters in Walt's office and Walt is meeting once again. Oh, is this is is this his Emmy clip? Yeah. Oh, Oh, my God. I fucking love this scene. Okay, so. He's meeting with them again, and he says, "You know what it, it, uh, about the tape?" And you know, at this time, this uh, this time, Smokey is uh, red. Is he, he thinks the ta- he knows that Skinner doesn't have the tape, so he calls that bluff. Hard. Skinner doesn't even flinch. He calls in Albert Hosting, and it, who um, uh, helped translate the tape, who has completely memorized the tape, and in the oral tradition of his people has told 20 other Navajo who have also memorized it and are ready to recite it chapter and verse to if, if, if unless he unless the cigarette smoking man plays nice which means reinstating Mulder and Scully to the FBI and you know stop sending people to kill and attack stop trying to kill me you fuck didn't native americans learn to not make deals with the government already we're also going to learn things about Albert Holstein that will also piss you off. 
Like, just enjoy for right now everything. <laughs> because this is a this is a this was I think is a pretty big masterstroke by Skinner here. Because yeah, it, you could probably get away with killing every Navajo in three states in states in the 1850s and. Yeah, the native population of this country are still pretty well marginalized and fucked over. But you can't really get but even back in the 90s you really couldn't get away with a mass slaughter of them and not and nobody would notice. Yeah, it at least get like a cool name like Wounded Knee or something. Oh, too soon, bro. Too soon. Mulder meets with Scully at the hospital. Scully is sitting in the hospital room where her, Melissa was, but now sits in an empty bed. She had died a few hours earlier. Scully never got to see her. Oh. Mulder believes that the truth is still in the X-Files. They have to keep searching for it. Scully replies with a very cool closing line. She's heard the truth. And now what she wants are the answers. End scene. Doot, doot. So... Was that a satisfying wrap-up or what? No. Yeah. No. Marissa, are you out? Um, I thought it was. Like at the I time. Mean, for the X file, it was. You know what? It's like, it, you know what? I'm going to just set aside all my anger, all my rage that will come from season seven and beyond and try to look at it with the, the innocent eyes of an excited X-Files fan that I was back in 1995 and be like, this is good. This is like, I'm very excited to see where this is going. Let's all accept that this is as simplistic as the conspiracy gets. Oh yeah. Because it's going to really go off the fucking rails. And what the, what the the mill manicured man spelled out to Mulder and Scully uh, was basically the tip of a very long and confusing iceberg. But for right now, this revelation was absolutely huge. This was just about having full frontal nudity with aliens on their TV show, something that had been clamored for for two years. But there was more to show. There was more to reveal. So did they? Did we establish what aliens these were? Were these the same ones from uh, the one that had, what was that DNA that we had from season one? Uh, assume basically that we get to this specific point. I guess we're now what in the nineties is when we start. Uh, well, let's see. We're gonna. I, I. I'm not gonna go through the full craziness of how we evolved to the point where we are, but essentially assume that all the aliens that you will see that are going to be identifiable as aliens will always be greys and will somehow relate back to purity control, whether or not we mention purity control. Um, there is the bounty hunter. But again, at this point, at this point, just assume all aliens are gray. All aliens are the gray aliens. Right. So the ones that they were trying to make uh, human alien hybrids with, those were part of the purity control aliens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And that's how you ended up with the alien looking corpses and the. Uh, in, in the um, uh, boxcar. Yeah. It, there's this sort of there's sort of a weird, strange conspiracy where it like what they end up doing is one of the things that they do to that they're starting to do to uh, create to figure out human test subjects is because once you do the smallpox scarring uh, because early vaccination with smallpox 
um, caused you to have a piece of skin to be taken off of. And that starts around 59 that they're doing these weird rudimentary things to find out what alien humans are going, aliens, what humans are going to be able to uh, work well with the alien DNA. And therefore we move forward from there. And then once we start progressing with stem cell and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that's when they stop actually abducting women to suck out the eggs. Uh, We're going to get into some really fucked up medical rape later in the season. Um, Like my ovaries hurt thinking about those episodes. So my question is, you know, why do they spend all this time splicing? If you really want a human alien hybrid, you just need a comfortable bed and a bottle of Knob Creek whiskey. Because they don't have dicks. None of the aliens have dicks, Todd. Doesn't mean they can't get fucked. They can't fuck. They have no dicks. No, no, they can get fucked. And they I got hate- mouths. How do you know they don't get pregnant by giving blowjobs? Because like inter- they don't actually have mouths. They're intergalactic. Uh, they don't BJRs. have mouths. <laughs> they do not. Because Bill Cooper told me in one of his books, there's actually a full there's a full explanation as to why the Greys look like they do, and I'm not going to get into it because I don't have five hours to wax philosophical and call uh, various and sundry uh, UFO conspiracy books bullshit uh this show is not long enough well uh speaking of this show is not long enough we ought to go ahead and uh get to disseminating the various bits of information that you guys are going to going to want to know about uh, our various other projects before we get to the final numbers the final ratings the final countdown The FBI Basement is brought to you by the Medicinal Mass Network, a network of podcasts and a network of friends. Here's Valentine to tell you about it. Uh, head over to medicinalmass.com and get some of our really awesome uh, podcasts. And also, if you want to help support me in my new audio narration career, you can click the link in the description and purchase one of the three audio sex books. Yes, that's right. There's sex, sex manuals. Books, sex books. If you don't know how to fuck, you'll know how to fuck after reading these. I'm he's sorry. Gonna, he's <laughs> gonna tell you how to fuck. <laughs> they're they're definitely written poorly, but fucking get them because it'll give me money. Okay, and uh... <laughs> speaking of poorly written books, you can find mine at schuffwrites.com or use the Amazon link to buy them there. Unfortunately, we have to announce that there are no more convention appearances in the year 2018. We are done with convention Aww. appearances. We will be appearing uh, probably uh, somewhere. Uh, I can guarantee that we will be doing that again. We'll be starting up again in February. February. Uh, yes. I will be at Mysticon in Mysticon, February. But until then, uh, we're done. We're hibernating for the winter. Watch the sky. Or, you know, just draw the summoning ritual. I'm not hard to summon. Um. Okay. Also, uh, we'd like to give a shout out to Marissa Leteri with the Oddite Delight and her wonderfully commissioned art. That's something I'm doing it right now. And I'll do it for you. She does. She. Uh, I can personally vouch. Uh, I'm not just a spokesperson. I am also a client. She, I paid her a very reasonable commission. 
to draw me as a pickle. And she did. It's a very cool picture. I've been laughing at it all day. <laughs> um, and, uh, and she and I will be at the Fava's. Mo- I don't know. I got to figure out where I'm going to be. Where are going to be, Marissa, you and I? Uh, we're gonna go on. We're going on tour with our White Stripes cover band. Um, I don't have a really fun name for it. Okay. Anybody? Anything else we gotta we gotta promote now? Marissa, where's the Jesus Butler's play uh, playing next time? <laughs> Keegan Ailes on November. Now, now, hang with me for just a second, because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be serious. About it. Um. I type it in and it probably no such thing as Jesus Butler's on the internet. No, that's the first uh, result on if you Google Jesus with a G Butler's Keegan Ailes in Kingston, New York. Fun, man. I do and I do my I do the sound. I'm I'm kind of a band member in a weird kind of not really. really don't yeah, know I'm, with the, band. I'm with the band, you know. You know what? I kind of <laughs> you know, I kind of miss going to Kingston actually. I I, I'm sort of sad. We at some point need to go up north because I need to make sure my grandmother is still in her grave. Um, That's okay, they're going to be there at the tenth. Okay, so playing uh, stoner metal. <laughs> all right, time to uh, pass out the final verdict on paperclip. And uh, I am going to give this one uh, four out of five Nazi war crimes. Shannon? I'm going to give it a shiny red stapler to go with all the paper clips. And Marissa? I'm going to give it um, one cry-checked ass in mid-flight. Hot. And Valentine? I'll give this uh, four out of five alien hand jobs because that's the only way they can give me sexual pleasure besides the anal probe. That's right, folks. We have now reached the point of alien hand jobs in this podcast and we have reached the end of another episode of the fbi basement but tune in next time when join us next time for the adventures of wonder boy and young nasty man as they do things and cows and uh i think you know what you know you fuckers are gonna listen because i have spent three weeks reading dianetics for this episode and I think my Phaeton levels are really off. And I need to go to an auditing session. We'll be doing DPO. That sounds like a that sounds like a sex thing. Maybe Valentine knows what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is DPO, Valentine? Is that when you um uh... I feel like it's double penetration auto I thought that was when she uh gives the man a little Memphis mouthwash while he executes the Birmingham blister on the bridge of her nose. It's Biloxi. <laughs> Nobody's having fun in Birmingham. Okay. Uh, our dog, though, is having the most intense dream I've ever seen, though. We'll be back next time, but for now, this has been Todd for... Shannon. You forgot my name. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, we have been married for how long and you forgot my name. No, I've been. Okay. We have been together for like 15 years, everybody, and he forgot my name. <laughs> no, I, I forgot the order in which I was going to do this. I was going. <laughs> my name is Roberta. God damn it, Todd. The FBI basement is brought to you 
each episode by the Medicinal Mass Network at medicinalmass.com. And the letter Q. Uh, we come to you uh, for you. Please check us out on Patreon. Follow us at Todd on Fire on Twitter and on Instagram. Don't get me on Facebook. I'm not using that anymore. I'm going try, try to stop using it again. You just follow us on all the bullshits at ToddOnFire.com, at Yadite Delight, at SC Huff Writes, uh, on all the bullshits. And Valentine, do you got a Twitter? Uh, I do. So, oh, and also follow us at 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 FBI at the FBI basement, also on Twitter. Yeah, the FBI basement Twitter. Do that. Follow that. Yeah. One. Follow yeah, us on all. It has like one video on it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I'm Todd for Shannon, Brissa, and Valentine. We say good night, and the truth is out there. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network. Both of them look at him because they just think this guy is dead. Scully looks like she's on the verge of having an aneurysm. And who's coughing? It me. <laughs> who's coughing while I'm trying to recap? <laughs> You just want to you guys. Hey, goddamn. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. So, What's up, truth seekers? <laughs> Welcome to the FBI basement. Sorry. I'm <laughs> starting like that. I no. Oh, hell no. Oh. <laughs>